Hey, hey, we are back together again. I missed you. Like I miss it when my cat is walking on my head at 545 in the morning and howling at me on the weekends because she thinks I should know it's only an hour until we need to get up for breakfast. Yes, that's how much I missed you. (laughs) Uh, I missed you like the gum on the bottom of my shoe. No, 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 that's mean. That's not even true. I'm just teasing. Actually, we have got a surprise for you. Although I suppose it's not a surprise if I tell you what it is, but you won't know the contents until producer Jay has a chance to flip it and put it on our YouTube channel. But you better get ready because we have recorded our latest edition of Ask Amy Anything on video. Now, you know your host is awkward on video, awkward as heck. I don't enjoy being on video, but I have a really cool outfit. Just go with it. Makes sense. I I don't remember the last time I used the word outfit, but I have a really great outfit, a piece of clothing to share with you. And so because of that, I'm more excited than normal, more excited than is typical of me for this particular video to hit our YouTube channel. So I'm not going to tell you what it is. Producer Jay decided not to compete with me. He was going to bring his own outfit and for some reason decided that he would not, I guess because he really can't compete. That's the thing. You can't possibly compete with my outfit tonight. How can I top that? You can't. Uh, Let's just be fair. And so you're going to want to tune into this video simply because of what's on display, the outfit. Uh, But that's not it. We took your questions, your unique, creative, holiday-themed, food-themed, Thanksgiving, Christmas, football, fall and winter. We took all of those themes and we rolled them into one big video version of Ask Amy Anything because these are some of of our most popular videos Uh, It it doesn't feature a pumpkin named Josephine. I'm so sorry. I wish that it did, but Josephine was sacrificed. I keep walking by these ginormous piles of leaves and debris around my neighborhood, and there are pumpkins in many of them, people who finally threw out their carved pumpkins, and I feel as though I did Josephine such a disservice because I should have kept her. I should have taken her home with me. I should have allowed her to to breathe the fresh air for a little bit longer. Instead, I, I... I froze up. I didn't know what to do with her. So we left her in the kitchen and she became someone else's responsibility. And now I feel terrible, very guilty about the fact that I not only allowed Josephine to be stabbed and carved, but also the fact that I did not take her home after she needed care. She needed some care and some TLC and I didn't provide it. I'll be honest. Every time I go back into that kitchen area now, I like feel a presence I hadn't before until yeah. we left her there. Like, like a ghost? Exactly. Like a ghost. Like the a ghost of ghost. Josephine. <laughs> she, it's a pumpkin ghost. She's in there. Uh, she definitely is. We, we, we can't ever do that again. Ever. She was the prettiest pumpkin I've ever seen. I handpicked her and she was essentially a sacrificial lamb for a stupid YouTube video. It was it was a good video. Okay, it was actually two videos. It was two videos. It so was. we got, you know, she got a two for one. A little more. Pain. We got Stairway to Seven with the Halloween candy, and Josephine was the star of the show. And then she got hugged a lot before I accidentally carved her and made her cry. Uh, so, yes, she did get stabbed a bunch and carved up poorly, but if I do say so myself, <clears throat> Jay. But <laughs> you say so yourself. Yes, not me. I do say so myself. And then what did you do with the, you know, I have some of the carving tools at home. What did you do with the rest of them? Oh, those are gone. Yeah, I'll get new ones next year for our next pumpkin video. There will be no more pumpkin videos. There might. There might. <laughs> oh, 
listen to him thinking he can talk me into pumpkin videos. So Stairway to Seven Halloween Candy and Producer Jay Carving a Pumpkin. Uh, those are the two videos that we put up most recently a couple of weeks ago. But we've got a brand new video Thankfully, a little more class to this video because of the outfit that I have donned for the occasion and because of your questions. So if you have never checked out our YouTube channel, we've got a couple cool series going on there. And this will be our latest installment of Ask Amy Anything. We haven't done one since July when we were in a park. This is not a park. It is much closer to home. Uh, but you'll have a chance to see what I mean when I tell you the outfit is the star of the show. And no, it's not a Halloween costume. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio, on Facebook, on our YouTube channel, on Twitter, After Hours CBS. We're a full-service operation, and we are live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. So, yes, find us on social media, but definitely. And actually, if you want to know what to give Producer Jay for a Christmas present, are you guys ready? I'm out of gift ideas, so this is my Christmas present to Jay. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I can't even say it with a straight face. Uh, I think... You all know by now that he's the driving force behind our YouTube channel. What he really wants this year, it did. we won't quite reach his goal that he set during our New Year's video. But if you would like to give Jay an early Christmas present, a holiday present, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Put us over 3,000 subscribers, and I promise you, the man will beam like nobody's business. He will beam like someone just gave him, uh, what do you want for Christmas, Jay? Subscribers. Okay, what else do you want for Christmas? Someone gave him a trip to Europe for there a Christmas gift. Okay, so he'll beam that large. His his beaming grin, I'll have to deal with it for the rest of the year. Whenever we go over, I'll have to deal with it. That was mean. It was so I'll unpleasant have, of me to smile. I'll get to look at it. Well, most of the time you're smiling or laughing at me. So Never. it's, oh, it's. Scoff. <laughs> you're such a liar. <laughs> Most of the time he's laughing at me, which is why I don't always love to see this gigantic grin. Also, when he lies to me, he can't help it. He laughs then too. So never happens. So yeah, right. So anyway, you want to make Jay smile. We'll see if I can get a picture of it actually when he's grinning over 3000 subscribers. Make sure you go to our YouTube channel. He doesn't care about Facebook. He doesn't care about Twitter. What he cares about is our YouTube channel. Okay, what part of that was not accurate? I mean, I didn't say that. But. <laughs> you don't want to give away your secrets? <laughs> Can't be uh, partial out here. You love our you or our uh, Twitter page, but not so much your own. That's, that's it. That's and I right. spend more time on your Facebook page than you do. Yes, you do, actually. Should we explain that or nah? Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah, nah. Leave, it, leave it up to the imagination. <laughs> sure. Theater of the mind. Uh, so, yes, you can find any of our social media sites uh, and also our phone number, 855-212-4227. Actually, speaking of social media, I have a query. I have a question for you, an inquiry, if you will, uh, because there's something going on with Twitter that we cannot figure out. But anyway, we'll get to that a little bit later on. By the way, I swear, and I mean... Cross my heart and hope to die. Well, I don't hope to die, but you know what I mean. I That old nursery rhyme or whatever it was. Actually, that'd be kind of morbid for a nursery rhyme. That old cliche, cross my heart and hope to die. I swear to you, 
If it's the last thing I do in the next four hours, I will share photos on our Facebook page. I'm the biggest, we're talking about liar. I'm the biggest liar ever. How many times, Jay, have I said to you this week that I need you to help me post photos on our Facebook page? Probably over five. What happened? Over five? Maybe. What happened? What's happened? I don't know. Just things. (laughs) Life. Things. I don't have a life. I don't know about you. <laughs> Jay has a life. He's yeah. a much fuller life than I do. Uh, so anyway, I swear, because not only do I have photos to share f- from last weekend, uh, and I've been promising them my my adventures last weekend, but Thursday is a very special day in my family, a very special day in my household. And so for that reason, there needs to be photos to commemorate the occasion. So I promise, over the next four hours. Also, at the top of the hour, joining us from Las Vegas, he's an NBA senior analyst and a host for Vizen Live. Jonathan Von Tobel will join us for the second time and the first time this season because we are a month into the NBA campaign. And teams are definitely still adjusting to new faces and new combos. Uh, They're also still adjusting to coaching changes and everything else. And so we're going to get to the nitty-gritty in this first month with Jonathan. So he'll join us from Las Vegas, home of the Visa Network. Uh Uh-oh. I didn't throw that Sharpie. Generally, when I have to pick up my Sharpies, it's because I threw them at Producer Jay. Um, But to try to get his attention, mostly because he doesn't listen to the show. So when he's not paying attention, so I have to throw... It's got I've got to be a really hard throw, like a good flick of the wrist, uh, because there's double pane glass between the two of us. So if I throw the Sharpie extremely hard and it smacks against the window, then he'll hear and and understand that I'm trying to get his attention. Can I try it and see if it works? Yeah, go for Ready? it. Ready? Oh, I mean, yeah. I was looking right at it, but that uh, would have got true. my attention. Yeah, I know it caromed off the camera, and now I need my Sharpie. Can <laughs> I you, was gonna say, can now you what come do get about it? it? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I can't I can't get up and go get it so I guess I'm gonna have to play with the pen instead no I need my sharpie it's actually a it's it's very pretty it's like an aqua blue should I retrieve it no it's fine it's not in your job description just like getting me water is not in your job description it's, no no it's not <laughs> it's definitely not uh he does it sometimes though because he's such a good guy that's it yeah so all of that to say that this show is gonna be fun See, see what I just, I don't even have to tell you, you just know. We, we've got a good conglomeration. We've got a good hodgepodge, smorgasbord. I love all these funky words. Smorgasbord is such a good one, especially as we approach Thanksgiving. So we're going to talk about week 11 in the NFL. We're going to talk about the latest awards, the, the big ones, getting closer to them now, uh, coming out in Major League Baseball. But a weird phenomenon for the first time in decades in this uh, particular round of Major League Baseball awards. We've got the latest answers to all of your quarterback questions. Who's starting here? Who's starting there? What's happening in Cleveland as Deshaun Watson returns to practice? And also updates from the University of Virginia where they've decided what to do moving forward with their football schedule. And we've got... Again, people who have been touched by the tragedy at the University of Virginia, who are now other places in the country, continuing uh, to speak out and and just to try to absorb it and understand it and offer support and encouragement where it is helpful. And I know that Tony Elliott, as a brand new head coach there in Charlottesville, appreciates all the outpouring of support. And I can imagine the team does and the families do as well. 
it's one thing about us as human beings, for the most part, we may, and, and certainly Americans, we may not agree on anything really, but when people are in need uh, and when there's a tragedy, whether it's natural disaster or a man-made tragedy, we show up. And I appreciate that about our culture. I appreciate that about sports for sure, because athletes, coaches, even the broadcasting world, we tend to show up when we see a need and we know that we can meet it. And so that's happening now with the University of Virginia, the football team, the Charlottesville community. People are showing up and stepping up to help and to offer what they can in the way of support, in the way of encouragement and empathy, to be sure. So it's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll mix all of that in. I'm actually not here tomorrow night. I've got a long weekend. We'll call it a Friendsgiving, but I need to make the drive to Maine. And so because of that, because I have to drive to Portland, uh, it was kind of a tough to do in a 36-hour stretch. So I decided to take my first vacation day since Labor Day. I'm actually really excited to have a long weekend. I haven't had one of these since the start of September. And going to see my college roommate, she and I have known each other since we were 14 years old. And we ended up rooming together in college. We played basketball for rival high schools. And we stayed pretty close. Uh, it's it's always fun to get together with her a couple times a year. But her family has gone through a loss over the past couple months. And we decided that Friendsgiving would be exactly what we needed her missing her mom and me missing Grammy Helen. And so I'm really looking forward to it. We've got our menu planned. I'm even transporting a crock pot across state lines. I don't know if that's allowed or not. It may be illegal, but the crock pot with the apples for the apple crisp, walnut apple crisp, heated, warm walnut apple crisp. She's providing the gelato, actually, not ice cream. We get vanilla gelato to go along with the walnut apple crisp. Classy. Mm-hmm. Jay, I know she said she splurged. Jay, last year tried the apple crisp. Was it worth it? Was it worth hauling a crock pot across state lines? It is. I mean, we got to make sure the, uh, we the legality of that we action. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what happens if I end up in jail and don't return for the show next week? I, I might have to take this out of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> just, just to be safe. Just to be safe. Should I hide it? Under maybe a hidden compartment. Princess Leia has a hidden compartment. See, this is why you need a blanket in or your Or maybe I... I uh, yes, a blanket, but not for my dog. Yes, not one that I would ever lay my head on. Or cover crockpots to smuggle across state lines. Actually, with Princess Leia, there's force power. So even if it is illegal to smuggle crockpots across state lines, along with the apples, I mean, that's fruits and vegetables. So along with the apples, I, I, I'm pretty sure that... It doesn't matter because Princess Leia can do one of those Jedi mind tricks and we'd be all good. Oh, yeah, right. You're all set. Hmm. You didn't see anything. No. Uh, speaking of Thanksgiving travel, now I'm not actually traveling on Thanksgiving, but the weekend before, wait until you hear the numbers. I mentioned this the other night. They're astounding, the numbers of people who are going to be on the roads. Oi, it's a good thing that I'm going this weekend because Road Rage and I, Road Rage and Holidays and I are not a good combination. Uh, it's better that I stay home. <laughs> yeah, especially in the New York City area. Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm, yes, I guess. I'm not going to be in New York City. Actually, it's a lie. I'm working on Thanksgiving night. What am I talking about? Hopefully everybody will be where they're going to be. So, yes, I'm here. I'm going to be holding down the fort solo, uh, but I'm looking forward to it because the Thanksgiving slate for football is fantastic. Cannot wait. So we're going to launch right in. Again, we've got some NBA. We've got NFL. We've got a little college football. 
The World Cup is days away now, and despite some of you sending me sarcastic memes and gifts about how you're bored to death, you're still listening to the show, and for that, I appreciate it. And coming up, brand new baseball winners. It's another day. It's another set of winners, and they couldn't be on more opposite ends of the spectrum, and yet they represent two unique and special stories from the world of baseball 2022. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. No balls and one strike on Nito. Two on, two out. Pitch. Swinging a bouncer over the mound near second, fielded by Birdie, steps on the bag, and the inning is over. So the Mets get a couple hits with two outs, but no runs. Sandy Alcantara is through seven. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Got him on the slider, and the inning is over. Phillies load the bases with two outs, but they come up empty as Verlander gets his first strikeout in a big spot. 3-2. Cassianos hits it high in the air to left center. Playable. For Alvarez, waiting for it to come down after moving to his left, makes the catch, and Justin Verlander wins the 10th pitch battle with Castellanos, strands Harper at second base. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We've got brand new Cy Young Award winners in Major League Baseball, the first ever in Marlins history, as you hear on Mets radio. Unfortunately, we couldn't find a Mets I mean, excuse me, a Marlins soundbite for their amazing 27-year-old right-hander who swept all 30 first-place votes to beat out both Max Fried and Julio Urias to become the first Cy Young winner in Marlins history. How about that? So congratulations to Sandy Alcantara and then Justin Verlander. Not a huge surprise on Astros radio. Not only has a third Cy Young that's unanimous among the voters, but also he ends up with his first World Series wing and his second World Series ring. The win and the ring. The ring is the thing, but we know how much that win meant to him and how much that shadow had been hanging over him because of his over record on the grandest stage in the sport. That's what you like to see as a pitcher. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Really neat on MLB Network to see Sandy interacting with Pedro Martinez, who has been such an inspiration for so many pitchers who come from the Dominican. Uh, Pitchers who not only have broken into the big leagues, but also feel like they have a support system with Pedro and with others who went before them. And Pedro is this incredible story of what you can do with hard work and with talent and with the right coaching and development. And it's, it's neat to see how many of the young Hispanic pitchers and not just pitchers, but Sandy in particular really looks up to Pedro, who is part of the announcement on MLB network. You want to know why? I think because you, Pedro and my family. Yeah. Because I mean, I was follow you Pedro too much when I was a kid, you know, now I'm here. I made a third Dominican player to win a Cy Young, you know. It's something that I will never forget. I mean, I feel so special right now. I hope that this going to be special for my country, for my team, and for everybody in here. He's a bit of an aberration. In fact, Sandy's the aberration, not the rule, because he 
pitched the most innings in Major League Baseball, 228 and two-thirds innings, most since 2016. But even more incredible than that, and this is your NL Cy Young nerd alert, he threw six complete games this season, more than any other team logged complete games. Man lie, women lie, but the numbers don't. How about that? He pitched at least eight innings in 14 of his 32 starts. It's the most uh, of ratio, any such games, going back to 2014. And so this is a guy who is a workhorse on the mound, who is an innings eater and really protected the bullpen. Every fifth day when he would pitch, he allowed the Marlins bullpen to have a break, to have a breather, and you could count on him to go deep into games. And a unanimous winner, the Marlins' first As for Justin Verlander, opposite end of the spectrum, right? This is his third Cy Young, but it's one that's incredibly unique in that he came back from the Tommy John surgery. And we've seen him all year long talk about how this is, it's different. It means more. He thought his career was done at one point. He wasn't sure he'd ever be able to get back. Now that he's married and he has a daughter and he's going through it toward the end of his career. I tell you all the time, I love the old dudes in sports because they do not take anything for granted. They're in touch with their own sports mortality. They recognize that they're closer to the end than the beginning. No matter what they might do to stave off father time, no matter how they might stay uh, in shape or be ready, relevant the game is eventually going to move on the game is eventually going to pass them by it's just life and so for Justin Verlander to be so appreciative and so grateful and to make the decision to repair that torn UCL to repair the the torn ligament with Tommy John surgery in September of 2020 he wasn't sure the the odds would say that he wasn't going to come back and and be as good and yet here he is the Cy Young and World Series champion yet again and as you hear from him on MLB Network you know it just matters it hits in a different way I think you appreciate everything more the you know uh, back third or quarter of your career <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I. Uh, Um, it's just, I think just everything that led up to this, you know, I I think when you're young and things just go your way, you know, you, you just don't understand, um, what it takes to make things go your way. All of a sudden things go the opposite direction. And that happened to me a couple of times in my career. And, um, I I think it makes you appreciate these times. Oh, here she comes. And, you know, uh, just, you know, makes you appreciate things just all the more because you know how much hard work goes on um, to get to this point. His daughter. So that's the video from MLB Network. I don't know if we can put that up on social if there happens to be a quick video of it, Jay, if you want to throw it up on our show Twitter. This is a future Hall of Famer, his third Cy Young. In fact, his second one uh, came in 2019. And I wouldn't say it was a surprise because he was the best pitcher in the American League all year long. But the fact that at his age, he was still dominating. He He's like a Tom Brady, right? I mean, this is a guy who takes such incredible care and, and dedication with his body, with his nutrition. He 
told himself because of how well he bounced back from a, another surgery, a core surgery in 2014, that he was going to do this, that he he was going to have a higher percentage to be able to do this after the Cy Young. And he now has the chance to decide, does he want to stay in Houston or does he want to finish his career somewhere else? And maybe it's about the free agent market. Is it robust? When we spoke to Jim Bowden a couple of weeks ago, he told us that, he thought, or if, if it was him in a front office, that he would give Justin a three-year contract and that he would make it a lucrative contract, even though Justin is well into his 39th year, <laughs> even though Justin is, again, an aberration, not the rule, like a Tom Brady. Uh, it's impressive to see that he continues to reach new heights and reach milestones like Here it is, a second World Series ring since he joined the Astros, but also another Cy Young. And he he sets all kinds of records, the old dude this, the old guy that. Yeah, he's he's one of those athletes that you can't help but be happy for, even if you don't love the Houston Astros. It's been incredible, uh, an incredible run. You know, going back to the... The decision that my wife and I had to make in 17 at the 11th hour, um, whether we would accept the trade or not, um, you know, obviously, if you told me what was going to happen, it was a no-brainer. But at the time, it was a difficult decision to uproot our lives. The team success has been incredible. My personal success, obviously, has felt wonderful um, to be able to contribute to part of an organization that um, has been a dynasty since uh, probably 2015 or 16. You know, just to to be a part of that is... um, an incredible uh, feeling. He's only the sixth pitcher in baseball history ever to win the Cy Young twice by unanimous vote. How about that? That's amazing. So congratulations to Justin. Congratulations to Sandy. As I say, opposite ends of the spectrum and yet two uh, such incredible stories and journeys. And the video is now up. So courtesy of MLB Network, his daughter was at the World Series. Uh, she ran up to him when they won on the field, and then she was there as well when he was getting interviewed on the MLB Network set. She walked into this video shot as he's accepting the Cy Young and talking about it with a tiara on her head because that's what little girls do, and it fits so perfectly. So check it out on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. It's really cool uh, to be able to to see him in the family light just awesome when we get a peek behind the curtain for some athletes, especially when it's about their families. And we've had a bunch of that lately, right? Ron Rivera, really emotional about losing his mom and the first football game he ever coached without his mom. Uh, We talked about Devin White going back to the game in Germany and the fact that he got on a plane right after his father passed away at the age of 45. And he played such an incredible game, an inspired game in Germany for the Buccaneers. And and they all knew what this meant to him, but also what an emotional, tumultuous week he had had. And it happens a lot. We hear it in sports where athletes are going through so much in their personal lives, and yet they rise above. It's a credit to their teammates. It's a credit to their dedication, certainly a credit to their mental toughness and focus. But it also makes them more human, more real, more relatable when we know a little bit about them away from the field, the court, the ice, and we see them rise above and we see them succeed or push through. Sometimes they don't succeed. Sometimes they fall flat on their faces, but they face adversity that happens to every humans, right? It's just a different stage for them. But I think it does make them um, more likable, 
maybe likable is the wrong word. Relatable is probably the right word when you see them as a human beings and not just superhuman athletes. Marco Belletti is here with us in studio. I can't, don't tell me what I'm wearing, okay? All right. All right. Can you see what I'm wearing? Uh, I saw it before. I can't okay. see it currently. All right. So don't tell people because it's a secret. Got it's it. part of our YouTube video. We unveiled it for the first time, but I had to wait until a certain team ended its losing skid before I could proudly wear this particular outfit. Makes sense. See what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Would you like to be in our next YouTube video? Oh, boy, you really want to put me on camera? Yes, it would be so much fun. Dude, if I can be on camera, sorry, you're not a dude. If I can be on camera, so can you. I hate it. I only do it because producer Jay loves it and make it makes him happy. That's how far I would go to make my producer happy. Thank you. Even though, even though could I tell you, this is really funny. I got this, we, we got this tweet last night on the show. Actually, it might have happened sometime on Wednesday. I was sleeping. But this particular man who, I believe his name was Marcel, Maybe like Marcel the monkey in Friends. Wasn't that his name, Marcel? I'm not a Friends guy, sorry. Oh, okay. Anyway, so Marcel wrote and said, this question is for James. <laughs> is Amy a really mean boss? I mean, there's your first clue that he doesn't know what's happening because I'm not his boss. Uh, really, is she a really mean boss or is she just a control freak? Because she comes across the radio like she's really mean. So I didn't actually tell producer James. I responded myself. And pretended like I was him. And I said something along the lines of, oh, she's definitely a control freak. And yes, she's also super mean, which is why I'm the only one who will work with her. That's what I'd say. That is exactly what he would say. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? Interesting. And to that, I would say, well, you're welcome to stay home from Phoenix. (laughs) I mean. You mean what? I didn't even say anything. You responded. You're getting mad at yourself. I'm not, I'm like, not, mad, you trouble I'm not mad at all. I think it's hysterical. I love what people think from the outside. And honestly, if I cared what people thought about me, I would have gotten out of this business a long time ago. It's a tough business to be in if you're too worried about what people think of you. It's very sub- pissed off. It's very subjective. I'm not. Why are you playing that? Derek Corey's pissed off. Okay. On that note... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop telling stories uh, because clearly uh, somehow got branded as the one who's pissed off here, even though I was the one who responded to the tweet with the joke. So, all right. on It's uh, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, and here's our latest sports update. I don't really know what just happened to. It's my show, and somehow it got completely off the rails. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. On the perimeter on the right side, Booker, three-pointer, Shazam! So Booker now with 27 points, and the Suns have 19 three-pointers. Here's a three-pointer, putting it up is Cameron Payne. Shazam! What a game for Cameron Payne. 29 points, his career high. Booker dribbles in, stripped by Curry. Loose ball, Wiggins, two on one, Thompson beats Clay. Goes up, blocked by Payne, he'll save it to midcourt. Lamb will get it, pulls over to Curry. Curry fires away, he's got 50. 50 points for Stephen Curry. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Two of 
Voice is there. Al McCoy on Suns Radio and then Tim Roy on Golden State Warriors Radio Network. And this team is still over away from Chase Center, away from its own arena. The Warriors now three games below 500, which they've been below 500 for uh, most of the first month. But the big deal is that they seemingly cannot win on the road. And when Steph Curry is not on the floor, they fall apart. He had 50 points, 9 for 9 from the charity stripe, 7 of 11 from three-point land, 17 of 28 from the floor overall. So he was dynamic, as is typical, but just not enough production from the rest of these Warriors, and that really has been an issue. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to spend some time with Jonathan Von Excuse me, Jonathan Von Tobel in Vegas from Vizen Live, and he's a senior NBA analyst as well as a host. And we're going to ask him, what's wrong with the Warriors? What is happening with the champs? Steve Kerr has his own theory about how these Warriors are feeling the weight right now. If things aren't going well, somebody call the group into the foul line, get everybody together and motivate the group. Um, all that stuff is missing right now. There's a, I saw a lot of hanging heads tonight. I think we're feeling sorry for ourselves, and um, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. Everyone can't wait to play us and kick our ass, you know. We've had a lot of success um, and a lot of fun, a lot of joy, you know, beating people over the years. And uh, teams don't forget that. So they're, you know, they're having their fun now as they should. What did Steph Curry say to us a couple years ago? If you shimmy, you better be ready to get shimmied on. (laughs) Well, right now, the rest of the NBA is shimmying on the Golden State Warriors. If you can shimmy on somebody else, you got to be all right getting shimmied on. (laughs) The Suns shoot 21 of 40 from beyond the arc. So while that does speak to their rhythm and their flow. It also speaks to the lack of three-point defense around the arc. And the Warriors just don't have the same energy. They certainly don't have the same support when they're on the road. But yes, Steve Kerr makes a good point. They're giving they're getting every team's best shot. Similar to what you would expect now with teams like well, the Houston Astros, to be sure, because of their history. But think about the other champions, the other teams that are playing well, whether it's playoffs or regular season. If you are talked about a ton, if you're getting a lot of the attention and spotlight, you're going to get every other team's best shot. And the Warriors, while they did go through two really tough seasons uh, and they had to rebuild, which is why last year's title was so valuable to so many of them and so unique and special, It's still the Golden State Warriors, and they are the team to beat over the last seven, eight years. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, Radio. Always love to connect with you on our Facebook page, too. And uh, we always share the links to our various interviews. So if you miss them, you can get them after the fact on demand. It was kind of cool to get a note from a listener who was was grabbing the Paul Allen interview on podcast and he was raving about it. He said, absolutely fantastic interview. I listened to the podcast on my drive to work this morning. I listened to Paul all the time, but it was fun getting his perspective from the other side of the mic. Loved every second of it. So there you go. You don't have to be awake the same hours we are. You can always listen to the podcast. And I know some of you, your affiliates may choose to cover up the show If it's baseball season, for instance, in the Bay Area and they're replaying the Giants game, or if you're in a place where they've changed uh, the 
the format or they've changed the call signal for the particular station that you used to listen to. That happens all the time in radio. It's it's a business with affiliates that are in constant flux. I can't even keep up with them all. Sometimes in the 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 actual individual market, you'll have two stations that are owned by the same company and they'll flip. Like in Miami, we've bounced back and forth twice now uh, from their two AM stations. So we invite you to check out the podcast. And of course, on our website, cbsportradio.com, you can get a list of affiliates or you can also listen on SiriusXM. Uh, that's uh, channel one, shoot, 128. Nope, 158. I forgot now. It changed. 156, I believe we're on now. Are you sure? I don't think six is right. I didn't know. Actually, it used to be six. Now it's eight. It's now 158? 158. 158. Yes. Okay. It's great. I haven't used it in a while, so I forgot. <laughs> anyway, let us know how you listen. It's always good to hear from you on Twitter or on Facebook. And then don't forget our YouTube channel so you can give Jay an early holiday present and get our subscribers over 3,000. Elsewhere on the basketball court, the hottest team in the league continues its blazing start. In the corner, Griffin, a shot off the inbounds, missed the shot. Tatum clears for the Celtics. Rebound number seven for Tatum. Hands from Brown all the way to the basket, scores it over A.J. Griffin, and Nate McMillan can take no more. Murray out deep on the left, working on Pritchard. Double team, lost the ball. Jalen Brown two-on-one with Tatum. Jalen Brown to the basket, lays it in. Might see the subs soon. Lead is 26 with seven minutes left. Jalen Brown finishes with 22 in this game, but the Celtics could take their foot off the gas long before it was over. Uh, and they now move to 12-3 and three with this victory on the road in Atlanta on Wednesday night, 126-101. Joe Missoula, who is right now the, I guess you would still call him the interim head coach. He's the coach <laughs> taking over for Ime Udoka in training camp. Uh, he doesn't want his guys to be looking at the number of games they've won in the row. He doesn't want them to be looking at the fact that they've got the best record in the NBA thanks to winning nine of their last 10. Nah, he, he wants them to focus on getting better. I was upset after some of the wins, and I was happy after one of the losses. And so I think it's more about are we executing, are we focused on the right things, and are we getting better every single day. It's amazing, you know, to to be out here tonight and to get a win. But uh, overall, it's just I'm grateful to God to be able to be here and do what I love and represent my, my city. Again, we will talk about the hottest team in the league, the hottest teams in the league with Jonathan Von Tobel of Wiesen when he joins us at the top of the hour. That certainly does include the Milwaukee Bucks who add to the Cavaliers' misery on Wednesday. Donovan Mitchell the other way. He's blocked from behind. Carter knocks it away, picked up by Hill. Numbers the other way, lobs up top. Jordan Wall sends it down on the alley-oop. And right now, the Bucks can do no wrong. Giannis in the corner with nine to shoot. He drives baseline, goes right past Mobley, and lays it in with a foul. There's the Greek freak exploding right past the second-year man out of USC. He was not going to be deterred there. Wara fires away. Three ball, in and out, and then in again. Jordan Wara has connected for the fifth time on eight tries tonight from the Bonosphere, and the Bucks have a 109-91 lead with 4.13 to go. This was the Brooke Lopez game, or another one that he can add to his resume. 29 points for him. What stands out to me in this game is the way that the the Bucks were able to dominate the boards. 
They out-rebounded the Cavaliers by 18, and this is the fifth straight loss for J.B. Bickerstaff's Cavs. We're not playing winning basketball right now, and it's that simple. Um, you know, we have a formula in place that allows us or will, will allow us to be successful. Um, holding each other to that is what we have to do. And right now we are not, uh, and it's that simple. And there's just <clears throat> my responsibility to search and find the guys that are most willing to play the way we want to play that will help us all be successful. Um, so that's what we'll do. He's not crying. <laughs> it's one of those lost voices or horse voices because of the yelling and the coaching. <laughs> Man, coaching has its definite drawbacks when it comes to health. You definitely make sacrifices. The long hours, uh, the extensive travel, of course, the time spent prepping, uh, the time spent watching film and drawing up game plans. It's always worse when we're talking about a team that's stuck in a rut, or in this case with the Cavs, a losing streak, because you feel like you cannot take any time off. You have to pound the pavement, blah, blah. You have to spend more time. You have to press in just to try to figure out how to fix it. And sometimes it's not an easy fix. We talked about the Packers, right? The the fact that they had tried everything, multiple combinations, different sets, different approaches, both offense and defense, and yet could not end that five-game losing skid until this incredible rally against the Dallas Cowboys uh, over the weekend. That was Sunday. There could be snow at Lambeau for Thursday night football. Really excited to see that. Uh, I actually will be on the road, but I'll be listening to it, of course, uh, on my SiriusXM, probably Westwood One radio. We're going to table football for now. Basketball straight ahead about a month in. We're going to talk weird and wacky NBA storylines. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio.